This is a Kirkendall Barrett presentation, darling. <laughs> you can touch it if you want. Ladies, if you want to meet a man, check your storage cloud. Come on, Kendall, take off your shirt and go camera shopping at Best Buy. Good shirtless, not bad shirtless. Yeah. Well, it was gratuitous. Yeah, it was. I like a good grizzled man sometimes. A lifetime of Hallmark. Well, hello, everybody. It is your favorite day of the week. It is time for another episode of A Lifetime of Hallmark, where we talk about your favorite movies on Lifetime, the Hallmark Channel, and other places, too, and try to make sense of them. I am Les Kirkendall Barrett. Hello, Jason Bowers. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett. And hello, Kirk Fitzpatrick. Hello, Les Kirkendall Barrett, and hello, Jason Bowers. I'm trying to record this podcast and my husband came home in the middle of me doing the entryway and he's asking me about the impossible chicken nuggets. And it's like, see, I'm ripping a podcast, but anyway, hello. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what was his question? Maybe we can answer it. Could he eat the impossible chicken nuggets? And the answer was... (laughs) Definitely yes, because that's why I put the I made dinner. Mm-hmm. This is this is how good of a housewife I am. I knew I was gonna be recording this podcast. So I made dinner and had dinner laid out on the stove so that when he would come home, it was there. Okay. But that's nice. he, I guess he didn't believe it, because then he's like, you know, are these for me? And it's like, well, yeah. That was considerate of him him to ask, though. True. Like, what if you left part of your meal there and and then he just chowed down on it? You'd be mad. Oh, well, that happens all the time. See? (laughs) I was listening to our our podcast last week where you were talking about, we're, we're, we're talking about, I was talking about how girlfriend and I wear the same shirts and that like set you off about John. <laughs> yes. Yes. And you're doing like his voice. You're like, don't you want to wear the same shirt? <laughs> right. Everybody go back and listen to that episode. That's, that's funny. Go back and listen. <laughs> uh, so, so do you guys want to know what the number one song is right now on the billboard charts? I was just listening to it. Yes. What I is it? Sure. Everybody, about once every seven years, I start. I check out what's on the Billboard charts just to keep topical. Mm-hmm. Who do you think it is? It's, it is somebody who I heard of. Um, I, I I don't. It's funny since I've stopped working radio, I don't keep up with music anymore, and I used to know everything. Uh, so I don't know. Maybe Ice Spice, Taylor Swift. Uh, no, she's in the top. She does have a top ten hit. Bad Bunny. Where is it? Taylor Swift is number four with Cruel Summer. Mm -hmm. Bad Bunny. No, Bad Bunny. That's what I was looking for because Bad Bunny is like on the cover of like Vanity Fair. Bad Mm -hmm. Bunny is the SNL musical guest and Mm -hmm. Bad Bunny doesn't even have a hit on the Billboard. Well, he had he had a very big album this year. I just think it's towards the end of its, uh, you know, radio life. And then I was trying to find Bad Bunny songs and they all they're all in Spanish, I believe. Mostly, yeah. Those I found. Yeah. All right. Well, so the number one song, it's uh, it, what is it right now? It's October fifth. It is um, 
Paint the Town Red by Doja Cat. Oh, Doja Cat. Oh, Doja Cat. Yeah. I like Doja Cat. The video is weird. The video is weird. Who, Doja Cat? Well, the the video for Paint the Town Red is a a weird video. Well, Doja Cat's weird. Mm Mm-hmm. But I I like her. Um, I don't know these musicians. I need to get up on it. Number two is Snooze by SZA. SZA. Oh, yeah. SZA's great. Yeah. SZA. SZA was a musical guest on SNL, I think, last season. I like SZA. It's been around for a few years now. She's great. All right. Fast Car, Luke Combs, number three. I've heard that on the radio. I don't like that one. Okay. The original is better. I said Taylor Swift's four. Number five is I Remember Everything with Zach Bryan featuring Casey Musgraves. Yep. Casey Musgraves, yeah. Huge Sound country star. It. Yep. She's country star. Six is Last Night with Morgan Wallen. I See, I do listen to contemporary radio, mm-hmm. so I may have heard some of these. Morgan Wallen's another hey, country artist. Yeah, that top 40 now is a weird, or the charts at least, are a weird mix of mostly hip-hop and country songs. There's very little yeah, so not, like down the middle pop anymore. That's another reason yeah, why Taylor Swift on? does so well. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't understand this because back in the day, the top ten songs were the songs being played on the pop charts over and over again. And, These and are songs every now heard. and then, pop and country like combined, like Lil Nas X. Correct. Okay. Yeah, I've heard that one. Last night, Morgan Wallen, uh, Vampire, Olivia Rodrigo is number mm-hmm. seven. Oh, God, I hate that song. Huku Mean by Gunna. Well, I don't ever heard of Gunna. Number eight. You ever heard of Gunna? I've heard of Gunna. I'm not familiar with Gunna's work, though. Number nine is Calm Down by Rima and Selena Gomez. Mm -hmm. I like Selena Gomez. And number 10, coming in at number 10, is Dance the Night by Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Dance, dance the night. Oh, who said Ice Spice? Ice Spice is number 11. It's Nicki Minaj and Ice Spice with mm-hmm. Aqua. Yeah. Barbie World. And and the, the Dua Lipa song is from Barbie. Yeah. So there's Barbie songs back yeah. to back on the chart oh. then. Kurt, oh, did you see Barbie? No. You need it's, to. I'm, I think this week, this, this month, it's going to be free on Max. Yeah. Right? Kurt, you need to see it on the big screen. No, I don't. There is something about that movie that it's not necessarily the big screen as much as the communal experience of seeing it yes. with others. Well, Kurt, you need to wear pink when you're watching that movie. No, you don't. I don't own any pink. I, um, Go out and buy some. I'm sure it was a fun experience. I am going to see it on Max. I will watch it. I'm looking forward okay, to it. Okay, you better watch it. It, it's, you know, it's a, it's educational, Barbie. It is, actually. But it's, it's mm. genuinely entertaining, genuinely funny. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. I have no idea what the hell we just watched. I apologize, yeah. by the way. I chose this week's uh, offering. Uh, it, so, a little background before we get to the front part of the show again that we watched something called Halloween is Grinch night. And apparently 
about 10 years after the original Grinch TV special, uh, they made a prequel. But unlike the original, there isn't a book attached to the prequel. But um, Dr. Seuss was involved in the writing of this. But this was boring as hell. Someone took like some ayahuasca or like a hit of something and made this cartoon. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't stoned when I watched it and about three quarters of the way in, I'm like, why didn't I get stoned to watch this? Because there's no plot. It's just visuals. Nothing. There's no plot. Like nothing. This, this, should, this should be included in some of uh, Dr. Seuss's removed works. <laughs> this thing won, this won a fucking Emmy. Wait, that won an Emmy? Yeah, but it was 1978. They didn't have a whole lot being made back then, but still. Yeah, it was either this or Love Boat. Well, I don't, well, I don't think they were in the same category as Love Boat, but it did win an uh, Emmy. I don't know. That won an Emmy? Well, you know, in the 70s, you know, there was a lot of cocaine prevalent during that mm-hmm. time. Yeah, those people were voting. This, like, I know we were joking about the ayahuasca because it's it's uh, so visually weird. But I, I genuinely do think cocaine was behind the the, the just the structure of how this is made because it, oh, it totally. just it felt like they threw all the ideas at the wall yet didn't have any ideas. Totally, they did, they, did a bunch did, of rails, yeah. and were like, "Let's get to work." Did they ever? Did it ever cross their mind? Maybe towards the end, it was almost over that they made a Halloween special that had nothing to do with Halloween. They, they don't Halloween. They don't say the word Halloween once in this special. Like, nary a pumpkin in that cartoon. No. no I was pumpkin. scared. <laughs> it was... Uh, well, If you're scared of non-sequiturs, then this is a very scary Halloween experience. Speaking right, of non-sequiturs... They were, they were coked up. Speaking of non sequiturs, Les, I think you have a question for Kurt. Yes, Kurt. Do you have any black China news? Doing a piece of China. 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 I'm talking China. The Black China Report. Here's Kurt Fitzpatrick. This is from complex.com. This is from just a couple days ago. (laughs) I love the names Um, of these publications. (laughs) Oh, you've never heard? Complex has been around for a while. Oh, I've never heard of it. Yeah. No, I haven't either. But it's it's hard to keep up. Today's world's hard to keep up with, but we're trying as best as we can. Black China is reportedly struggling to make ends meet amidst amid her custody battle with Taiga. According to legal uh, documents uh, obtained by TMZ, China 35 alleges she's been selling off personal items, including clothes, purses, and shoes, through an online consignment store, as well as to her friends and family, just to get by. China also reportedly claimed that selling off her items has brought in over $178,000 this year. Oh, okay. Page six claims the legal docs include China referencing her plummeting business sales and writing, it is only a temporary solution as I will eventually run out of items that I can sell. China, who largely lately goes by her legal name, Angela White, is currently in a legal battle with Tyga 33 over the custody of their 10-year-old son, King, and the associated legal fees are allegedly piling up. She claims that Tyga has been interfering with her limited visitation time with King and withholding important information about the child's well-being, including the location of his school and medical details. Let's see. On one hand, on the other hand, sources close to the situation also told TMZ they dispute China's allegations, 
stating the tag has been financially supporting King's education, medical expenses, and daily living costs. They also mentioned there is a line of communication between King and China. Um, Angela is so so it goes into all this stuff. Uh, oh, the former stripper who has reportedly to have earned reported to have earned two hundred forty million dollars in twenty twenty one through her OnlyFans account completely stepped away from the platform in March. She also earned, received an honorary doctorate degree in humanities from Sacramento Theological Seminary and Bible College this year. Um, I don't do OnlyFans anymore. I don't do it anymore at all, she told Jason Lee during an an appearance on his Revolt show. I'm just changing everything about me. It's a dead end. All that stuff is a dead end, and I know I'm way worth way more than that you and me black china um one last thing uh last month black uh, china filed a petition for child support and joint custody i paid forty thousand a year for my son's school and he lived with me monday through saturday why would i pay child support lol road tigo on instagram at the time i remember that from before yeah and that's it that's the black china news for today we need to stop that reporting that clearly wrong fact that black china made 240 million dollars in one year on OnlyFans. that is not true you know what i think we should do simply not true i think we should have angela black china white come on the show and set the record straight make that happen then i would love that anybody out there if you know doctor doctor angela black china white tell her that we will gladly have her on. She could set the record straight. What was you know, the show she that could... she was on that you told us about, Les? Oh, oh no, she I... was she was on um 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 um. I what was that? I platform? saw that. I I'm saw that for that. Let me just see. I um, about. Continue. I'll look for the name of the platform. Um, I thought you said it was yeah, on Fox. Was it a game show a on show, Fox? There's a show on Fox that she is on where it's like celebrities get together and they do like military. Um, oh, yeah, that show. Stuff. Oh, she's on that show? Yeah. It's called. Oh, wow. oh sorry. I'm trying to find the name of this. And then when you oh, think no. about it. Special Forces. Special Forces. Okay. And then when you think about it, you know, she's made, she's made a, a life change, you know, she's, so, so she, the thing is selling off her clothes. If she's making that sort of a life change, she probably wants to get rid of those clothes anyway. Well, yeah, I have no, I've, you know? I, it makes total sense that, uh, she would be able to make decent money selling high end stuff. Right. Right. Just like an eBay store, I guess. And, you know, and if she's not doing OnlyFans anymore, that, of course, that's, like, definitely a drastic hit in her income. Even if, you know, the the, the amount that's that the publications are saying is off base, even if that's the case, she probably still made decent money. Yeah, too. I'm sure she was making a healthy amount of money on there, but she was not making, you know, $20 million a month or whatever it was they were claiming. Right. Yeah, right. If she was making that much, she wouldn't have to sell off her no her items. i don't believe she was even making two million a month even if she was making like fifty thousand a month that still wouldn't be bad that's that's believable <laughs> you know that's still like pretty you know for a year that's still really good you know well yeah uh well i hope i hope that things work out for her i want to see i want to see black china 
succeed. Same. Yes. I want to see. I want to see her succeed and do well in life. But I also wanted to watch a good Dr. Seuss special, and that did not happen. Yes. I. Uh, oh. This was just. And the thing is, I, the one thing I give this this show credit for, you know how sometimes it starts out good and it sneak attacks you. This, this didn't even start out good. No, it's yeah so dull. The, even then, the, even okay, the, so, like I know this was set in autumn, and it's supposed to be like oh things are sort of dreary at that time of year. But didn't you notice the color palette seemed really bland and flat? Yes. Like, and it was all like brown, right? The Grinch, and- the Grinch looked like, like in the in the original, it's a very bright green, and in this, it's like that, but put through a sepia tone lens. So, was this supposed to be right before that, like two months before that Christmas? I I guess it was. Yeah. I think it was right. Yeah, it was definitely set before Christmas. I just don't know how far. Well, they say it's Halloween. I don't know if these people, the, the who. No, they don't say it's Halloween. They never mention Halloween. No. It's only in the title. Celebrate Halloween or the creatures or the weird things that look like a Loch Ness monster. I don't think they celebrate Halloween. I think it's just that it's during. <laughs> While this is going on, would be like our Halloween season. Or as Jason would call it, a cash grab. <laughs> it. <laughs> I guess the 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 thing that differentiates this from the original special beyond the fact that there was no book that this is based on is that that one took the book and there there was dialogue and there was a story that happened and then there were a couple of songs to punctuate things. This was right. song after song after song that didn't move the story along at all because there was no story to move. And now isn't this what you two hate? About musical, like, like people just breaking into song for no reason. It wasn't even the characters breaking into song, though. It was somebody else just singing. Like, there are, like, nine songs in this. There's only three in the original. And it's only 25 minutes long. Yeah. Well... Well, first of all, when you first said it, that's isn't that what you two hate? I thought you meant like Bono and the Edge hate mm-hmm. things like this. Bono and the but, Edge fucking hate the Grinch. They hate this. But no, uh, I thought of that too because there's one point where the, the Grinch started performing a song like it's 1914. It was like some soft shoe song and dance thing, like he's in you know the last days of vaudeville. I guess the vaudeville is still be gone. Um, anyway. But no, but I thought, no, this, that doesn't, I, that's not what I hate. I hate when, uh, you know, the, the perfect example, of course, is that first Wives Club. Mm-hmm. When they start How performing. How dare you? When the characters. In. The, yeah. When the, the song and them breaking into it has nothing to do with the movie. It's yeah. just so the audience can see their favorite stars being their favorite stars. Exactly. By the way, you two, I'm obsessed. I have been obsessed. Since I read the announcement in People magazine mm-hmm. about the Christmas movie coming out with all of the divas from the 80s, yes. like Donna Mills, Lonnie Anderson, Linda Gray, um, they're all having a movie together. And I have been obsessing about it all week. Do we know when Obsessed. that comes out? 
It doesn't come out until December. Okay. Hopefully the uh, SAG after strike is over by then so that we can uh, oh, oh, that's watch right. this we for the show. I'm not promoting it. I'm not promoting it, but let's just say yeah. I love my 80s gals. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not promoting it. I don't know anything about those. Um, I only am into uh, contemporary people like Doja Cat and mm-hmm. um, SZA. Yeah. Dua Lipa. That's what I'm, I'm into the contemporary things. <laughs> but anyway, Romeo so Boyd. did we ever find out why the Grinch was so angry in this movie? No. Probably because he's in this awful thing. They, they I mean, don't explain, the like at least in the Christmas one, it's like he doesn't like Christmas. So he's going there to like you know he has a, a heart that's three sizes too small and right. if this is a prequel we the audience don't know that but we know it because we've seen the original uh but but they never make reference to that and why that makes him who he is okay so here's another question so spoiler alert because i don't think people are going to care spoiler alert at the end max the dog after he sings his little sad ballad because he sings a ballad that's very sad. He goes to live with Uriah, the little boy. Yeah. So apparently, if Max was back in the Grinch's house for Christmas, things didn't work out with Uriah. Or Max is a spy. Okay. I mean, like maybe Max was doing recon. Like, hey, Grinch, I'll I'll go shack up with this town find out where all the good gifts are and then uh, we'll reconvene. I think he had Stockholm syndrome because, because in this, okay. So in the grit, in the Christmas one, did the Grinch actually beat Max with a whip? <laughs> you make it sound more violent than I think it was intended to be, but yes. Because well, this, I mean, look at the abuse though. Poor little dog is pulling the big fat Grinch mm-hmm. on his on his cart. At least in the Grinch that stole Christmas, there was snow. Yeah. So it made it easier. It, and it looked less abusive to poor Max, because this, it looks like yeah, he's just pulling there. the sleigh along the dirt. Yeah, the dirt. Did the SPCA, did the SPCA exist? In 77, probably, yeah. yeah. Did they like this portrayal of a... Of a cartoon oh, dog see, see. being oh, bullied by a cartoon. We don't even know what the Grinch is. It's still cruel. It is. He'd be canceled. I know it wasn't a real dog. He'd be canceled today. It, what was cruel is that, that somebody made this and we felt we had to watch it. That was cruel. Okay, so here's another question for you. What was the little puffy monster? I don't know. The pink I mean, puffy monster. That pink thing? That was drugs. Yeah. The, the, those those puffy things all represented drugs. Because like the pink monster that was like just running. Yeah, I don't know. And also, the Grinch was moving really slow down this mountain. Now, this was a long. Yeah, well, because there was no snow, it was just dirt. I mean, get out and walk might be faster. I don't know. So the they kept referring to the the something wind the um the sour wind. Oh. What? Yes, because remember, the, what did that the mean? People were like, "I smell fart," like they smelled something. It's like I smell fart in the wind or something. They didn't say fart. 
Oh, I know. I said that. Yeah. But, that, but they kept the thing. They kept referring to the sour. Like, basically, this whole thing is all of the Who's are afraid to go outside because of the, the the change in weather and the sour wind. So I don't know if this is some, supposed to be some sort of uh, political metaphor at the time uh, or if it was just really, really bad writing. And then I liked how everybody's last name, everybody's name was Aya. So it was some something Mariah. and then Uriah and someone else, Aya. You know who could have saved this? Mariah. Well, the girl in this was no, named, or, or wasn't there a Mor Moriah? A Moriah, yeah, Moriah. But we needed Moriah. Moriah was the kid. Now I was saying this may have been a precursor to the happening that movie with uh, uh, Mark Wahlberg, where they were they were running away from the air. That wasn't much better than this. Yeah. They it, like now it's listeners. never explained what it is they think they're afraid of and why they're afraid of it. It uh, it never links it directly to the Grinch, so you don't even know is there something else besides the Grinch that's also scary. Like he just decided to fuck with them for no reason. Yeah, there was there's no like, there's I'm gonna go fuck with those people. There's no resolution of this thing at all. No, he just leaves. Yeah, yeah, but I'm not sure they had a problem to start with. But They're literally, it's a little windy out. Literally, he the hill. He's like, "I'm gonna go down and fuck with them," and then went down the hill, and then on the way, fucked with a bunch of like. That was going oh. across the street. Hold on, Les, you cut oh, out. Ed, he went down the hill and fucked with. Uh, I think Jason's froze. Hello, I'm Jason's here. Froze. Can you hear me? Oh. Can you? Hear there he me? is. So you cut off at uh, he went down the hill and fucked with. Oh, a caterpillar, the little caterpillar. That he killed flowers. He killed a flower, right, Kurt? Yeah. He ate what, fruit. What should we do with this? Should we go through it beat by beat? Or we kind of hit a lot of stuff already. I mean, I, I'm more interested in this one and the, sort of the the how did this come together? Like that, like clearly cash grab, but they got you know uh, Thurl Raisincroft to sing some vocals. But the the Hans um, Cornery did the voiceover. Yeah, but that was in the original was Boris Karloff, who was already dead by the time this came out. Right. Okay. So Hans Cornery was like a poor man's Boris Karloff. Okay. But hand like Boris has that bit big like he's got a pretty big sounding voice. And Hans Hans sounded like the type the type of cartoon actor that would like play the dad or like the sensible one. Well, Hans it wasn't Connery, as menacing he sounding. Did, he always did the voiceovers and like Bullwinkle and like those shows yeah. and like fractured okay. fairy tales. He was always the voiceover in that. Yeah. You know who they should have gotten? Who was the guy that would always go, yes? I think you know who I'm talking about? That was, uh, there was yeah. uh, Eric Estrada. He'd go, yes, Mrs. Ricardo. <laughs> Chips. Yeah, I know you're talking about. We've, we've talked about this before, but there's never, <laughs> there's never enough said on this gentleman. He would be shoehorned into, <laughs> speaking of shoehorned, 
the word of the day. He'd be shoehorned into like sitcoms and stuff, just so they could, just so he as like he's but he'd be like the the restaurant manager. Oh he'd yeah, dirty. He'd walk in and go yes. Because remember, he's always on the Flintstones. And then I think the funniest one I saw a clip, and he was on like Sanford and Son. <laughs> <laughs> he's talking to Red Fox. He's like, yeah. I'll tell you, that's your thing. Yeah. But unless you could bring that back, I would. It's been long yes. enough, people probably forget about it. You could just make it your thing. Ms. Ricardo. Oh, we remember. There's a guy. There's a guy who say, "Do you call me Jay? And you call me Ray?" Oh, I remember him. Yeah. Everybody's a gimmick, right? Wasn't that for no, a commercial I mean, I or something? Yeah, he, there's some commercial where he did that. Yeah, like it was a car commercial, right? Maybe. And then this was pre-Ernest. Yes. Another gimmick. Yeah. But I didn't even know what to say about this piece of shit cartoon. It was just all over the place. It, but again, it really nothing happened. Like, really wild, almost inventive animation, really. Like, it was pretty trippy and visually fun to watch if you realize that you don't need to pay attention to the sound. But the songs were terrible. There were too many of them. They didn't do anything to move the story along. Nothing. I don't know what to, I but just yet, don't know what to do. But I'm wondering, I want to know why how did Max end up back with the Grinch? That's my question. Oh, they had to I don't know. It's like a hostage trade situation. Stockholm yeah. syndrome? <laughs> it's like maybe That's like, you know, there's another prequel where we find out that Dr. Seuss you know, had some operation going and he had like, ki- like literally kidnapped some of the who's. And so it's just right. a hostage swap. <laughs> right. Maybe. Maybe the cat in the hat got involved. Yeah. Did you ever see the cartoon um, The Cat in the Hat? I believe I have, yeah. I don't think I have. With, and the fish, Six. the fish was bitter in the fishbowl. Yep. Six Dr. Seuss books stopped being published for their racist images. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, and anti Semitic. And what was going on there that was racist? Let me say. I'm not. I'm yeah, not well, I know in one racist. of the books, there, there's like just a. It's not racist in the I hate these people that are unlike me and I want to shoot them. Racist more in the like cultural insensitivity and putting stupid things in the books that by today people be like, I can't believe you put that picture of a person with slanty eyes in there. Yeah. Stuff like that. They were, uh, well, the famous ones were, um, let's see. And to think I saw that on Mulberry Street and if I ran a zoo... There was another book called, boy, whoever heard of this one? McElligot's Pool. We'll all miss that book. I mean, if we view this this special through the lens of Dr. Seuss was really racist, it takes on a whole different meaning than being afraid of going outside and that thing that's out there and this creature that looks very unlike them and them all being afraid of it and he, he kind of terrorizing them because he's afraid of them too. Oh my god! It becomes really fucking dark. That's horrible, right? Yeah. That's and he hated. He hated. He hated them, just because of who they were. 
Yep. And vice versa. Yeah. On Beyond Zebra, that's another book that's banned. Scrambled Egg Super and the Cat's Quizzer. That's the ones you can't find anymore. Oh, so it was not, it wasn't any of the main ones, like Cat in the Hat. Well, I, I think the Mulberry Street was a little more That was a big one. Popular. One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish. I mean, well, that, that, that alone sounds like race. Right. That sounds diverse, though. You, you are mentioning oh. different. Green well, eggs and ham. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sam, That's I am. Yeah, either he was well, the ones we've heard he of. was actually very, very woke and welcoming to lots of different people and cultures, or he was very adamantly against it and super racist in his writing. Hard to tell. Right. Uh, it's the Mulberry Street book has an Asian person is portrayed wearing a conical hat, um, holding chopsticks and eating from a bowl. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. Not good, but okay. is it really that offensive? And I say this as somebody what? that is half Japanese. Is it really, like, yeah. uh, you know, is it the best use of putting, you know, people of color in a book? Probably not. It's not bad. I'm sure you will find that kind of thing out there. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, um, if I ran a zoo. <laughs> I if I ran a zoo includes a drawing of two barefooted African men wearing what appears to be grass skirts with their hair tied above their heads. Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Yeah, no. Now, what... Okay. I guess what my thinking is, like, okay, they've got that image in there, but it, it would be worse if then the Asian woman speaks in the book and it's that bad, broken English that everyone assumes that every Asian person speaks. That would be offensive. Yeah, I don't... The way they're describing it, it doesn't sound that bad. I don't know. Am I wrong, Les, or what? This is not... Well, I guess this is a I mean, betrayal. I, it's kind, I kind of err on the side, of, like kind of like Jason. Like, it's not... It's not the worst, but it's not great yeah. either. Like, I, I don't... I don't personally feel like it's a level of cancel him... Many, like you know, I, this, this many agree, years like, later. Cancel him. Like, I think that they could have just edited those pictures out. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I like that there is, um, I don't, I personally don't think they should edit stuff like that out because I think it's but, good that stuff exists so people can kind of see what the mindset was. Yeah. You know, I think that's fair. Years. And, and it's kind of, you know, one of these, because it's not like he's hurling the N-word around either. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like... <laughs> yeah, but be- if he did, it would rhyme. It would rhyme. Right? right? So, so yeah, so it wasn't like, you know... It, and, and, Let's hear how it would rhyme. <laughs> because, and I gotta be honest, like, sometimes... No. Sometimes, sometimes as, as a person of color, sometimes, and I get, and I appreciate people wanting to be more sensitive mm-hmm. and be more aware but sometimes people do get upset and i'm like it's not great but it wasn't like i'm not offended like you know there's certain right. things like i'm not like offended yeah either it's 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 Both okay to recognize we were once 
in a place as as a nation, as humans, whatever you want to call it, where we weren't as tuned into uh, other people's feelings as we are now. And that doesn't mean we're great now. It just means we are great than, better than we were then. Right. So, yeah, yeah so I agree. I'm not – I think when it comes to – like, look at, like, for example – there are all these books that are being banned now. A lot of the classics are being banned. I think it's a slippery slope that once you start banning stuff, it kind of, you know, there are books like To Kill a Mockingbird is being banned in some places, which it's like, come on, that's not... That, that book to me shows why racism is bad. So I don't think it should be banned. Right. You know what I mean? So there's sometimes that there's stuff that's getting banned now where in a way, yet it portrays racism and stuff like that. But at the same time, it's more of like a lesson of, okay, this is why it's not good that this happened. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It's, and it's a historical record in a way. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they shouldn't. That's why I don't think they should erase stuff. A lot of those banned books are like in the libraries. They have them on display. Uh-huh. Here, are, here are all the banned books. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know how they teach. I don't know how they teach Huckleberry Finn. They must not. Do they still teach it? They, they, they can't. I can't imagine how they could, how they could do oh, that. I mean, I know, I, you know, I mean, because the N the N word is just hurled all over that book. The N word is like 150 times, right? <laughs> but I, but if, I but, wonder if that's yeah. on the band list, though. I don't know. I it, it might be. I, I did see that pile of books. I think like 1984 was on it. Lady Which lover. Yeah. Wait, why would Lady Chatterley's Lover be on that list? That's one of the few that I haven't read. They talk about sex, but they don't talk like it. But it's like 18th century sex, so it's like it's not like he like threw her on the table and did. But things. That, that's the thing with these books is they're not banning them because they're actually worried about the content. They're banning them to make some sort of statement of we're not putting up with this. Uh, woke shit this stuff shouldn't be in front of our children yeah what oh the school or okay the, whoever's banning well, books I, like I it, it, it's not because they're they actually are concerned about the content is because they want to scream about the content so people think that they're on the same side oh right like yeah. like like you know like there's that book mouse that they want to ban I've read that's that. about the Holocaust. Why would you want to ban a book like that? It's teaching that's the, you book. know. Yeah, that's a graphic I novel. Bought, very good. I bought that book because there was a, when they were trying to ban it, go and buy it and bring up the sales on Amazon. Oh, so, I remember that. So I yeah. went and bought it then. Yeah, I had read it for that. I'm just trying to look up. There's a lot. Of, there's a list of uh, the most challenge books, but what else is banned? Well, this is books. These are like current books that came out that there's a, a, a that there are. So what are these uh, challenges? Well, I was looking for more like books like 
classics, but here's this in the top 10 most challenged books of 2021. Not The first one is, I'll just say the first one is called Gender Queer by Maya Obebe. Uh-huh. Reasons it was banned, it was challenged, restricted for LGBTQIA plus content and because it was considered to have sexually explicit images. Okay, what's another one that's banned? This is from 2021, so I was trying to find something a little more a little more current, but this too is a book called Lawn Boy, Jonathan Evizen, uh, and Challenge for LGBTQIA plus, what is the I? Does anybody know? Intersex. Intersex. Okay. A plus uh, content because it was considered to be sexually explicit again. Oh, these are all gay. People have problems with these books that have... Yeah. They, they don't want... They don't want people understanding yeah. the feelings that they're having. They don't want people understanding that racism exists in large part because of terrible things this country did in its past and doesn't want to admit to now in the present. Right. Let's see. Yeah, this is that's an interesting little... There's other ones on here. A couple others are also for the LGBTQ... Okay. Do you have any of the classics that are banned? I will look that. Let me look that up. Well, so I, I have a question while he's looking for that. In this Grinch thing, they kept referring to something as the euphemism. Yes. What was the euphemism yeah. a euphemism for? I don't know. Because uh, wasn't the euphemism supposed to be like the weather? Again, it was it was almost like they were. If if, if we're viewing this through the lens of Doctor Seuss was racist, which it's fair to view through that lens, it, isn't it? Isn't that some sort of metaphor? Like the euphemism means the N word or means something? Like I don't know. Well, I right. think you are correct. I think now I think about it. You, I think you are very correct, Jason. There's something going on here. There's some message. I don't know what it is. Maybe, like you said, it could be like about the wind. It could be that could be about nuclear war or something. I don't know. Yeah, or the environment, or and it could be some. Who knows? It's something. I don't know if it's on the level. You know what yeah, I mean? it's it's like a metaphor Weird. for like this thing that we're afraid of that maybe the thing is afraid of us too. Right. Yeah, like it's a racism lesson, but not not a good one. <laughs> Something's wrong. But a well animated one. Yeah. It's cute. Uh so here's some of the books. Uh these are the challenge books. The ALA office. What's that? For um Intellectual Freedom uh, records attempts to remove books from library, schools, universities. So we have The Great Gatsby. Why are they removing that? Challenged at Baptist College at Charleston, South Carolina. Ooh, it was a long time ago, 1987, but it happened because of language and sexual references. In book. Oh, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Catcher in the Rye. Why? Oh, I read that. That's, all, that's always on banned book list. That 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 one's always on the list. This is the general list of of books that have these issues. Oh, for years and years and years and stuff. Uh, the Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck. I've that's I've not read that one. Um, why that? Because I've read that Many one. Problems. Oh, here's one of them. Uh, see, there's, there's different years here, but 1981, 
High school English students uh, had a challenge due to the book's language and portrayal of, a, portrayal of a former minister who recounts how he took advantage of a young woman. Oh. We don't like that. The thing is, that banning content now in 2023 with the technology that we have, it, it made sense before people had access to literally everything in their pocket. Now... If you know your library may ban a book, but you could still get that book elsewhere in an instant. This is good. Uh, so, To Kill a Mockingbird was challenged in 1977 because he used the words damn and whore lady. Whore lady? Whenever, whenever I say whore, I know a couple of them. Hell right. <laughs> um, Challenging the Verona, Verona, Cheryl, uh, New York School District in 1980 as a filthy, trashy novel. Who was? <laughs> the Verona, Verona. No, the Vernon, Verona, Cheryl, New York School District back in 1980. Uh, apparently, he used the N-word in To Kill a Mockingbird. That didn't go over well in some places. Uh, and they still didn't like that at the, very recently. The Color Purple by Alice Walker. Oh, I'm sure they had all sorts yeah. of problems with that. Yeah. Just on and on. Well, this, I mean, we, we could sit here and Google ban books all day long, but I don't think it's oh God, much color. like this movie. It's There's going to be no resolution. The Color Purple Musical is coming out in December. Mm -hmm. uh, so the personal challenge, Ulysses by James Joyce. I think they were just, I think they were just bragging that they read it. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's the end of the maybe they're books. yeah they, they were ban trying to get a ban because it was too damn long, right? Ban that incident jest. Woo. Any Jackie Collins on that list? Get through that thing. <laughs> I love Jackie is Collins. That, is that really a classic? Let's see. Jackie Collins oh. is a classic. Hollywood Wives is a classic. This is Faulkner and Tony Morrison's on here for the Song of Solomon. Oh, I read that. That was a good book, The Song of Solomon. Why is that on there? Oh, it's, it's all a bunch of reasons. The uh, uh, book contains language degrading to blacks and is sexually explicit. Uh, but uh, even, though the, even though the book was written by a black person. Filth, <laughs> trash, repulsive, filthy. Someone said it's filthy and inappropriate. Uh, yeah. I know. You have to. That's the thing. It's like Tony Moore. It was a it was a book written by a black person. Yeah. Uh, hmm. A literary episode. I know, right? We've been talking about well, we to do something. Banned books we for like ten minutes. All right, I'm not going to say anything else about it. This conversation is uh, okay. bad. Anyway, well, did we? So, did we make sense of what happened in this? <laughs> in this no. show? No. Oh, this is I this. I actually happened. wrote this in my notes. Is this a metaphor for being molested and the kid likes it? Oh, my God. This thing, like, seriously, if you Where's if, if you're trying to figure out what this movie is about, your mind is going to go into some weird fucking places. Oh, no, it was weird. It was it oh, was weird. We better do something more coherent for next week. This this is too much. Yeah, my takeaway is don't lose your glasses. Because <laughs> remember, you're right. He was losing his glasses. Yeah, well, he had an astigmatism. Big word yes. for a kid's uh, kid's show. Yes, don't go out in the wind. 
the, the smelly wind. Mm -hmm. And if you're back to the dog, get away from your abusive relationship. Or go spy on the town. Yeah. And there was no, and Cindy Lou Who was nowhere to be found. No. Not blame her. Because didn't you think, I didn't you think Cindy Lou Who was going to be there? Yes. I don't, like, this family didn't look like anything I remembered from the original Grinch. No, they did not. They were like, they were like from the poor neighborhood next door. It, you know, they, they weren't drawn like, well They looked a little like the early episodes of The Simpsons. How, right. like, their hair was scragglier and stuff. Looked yeah. a little bit like that. Well, no, because it was the poor neighborhood. Because you could tell, like, the dad had a scraggly beard. He looked Amish a little bit. The mom's bad. hair was, like, all messed up. So now this is this is totally a, a, a program that's about class. About the class system. Maybe that was the hidden meaning behind this cartoon. Yeah. Class and cocaine. Oh, Title of episode. <laughs> Class and cocaine. Maybe, maybe it was. And and smelly wind. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. <laughs> something got lost in the translation. Wow. Yeah. If anyone has yeah. seen this, it has seen what is this called again? The um it's called Halloween is Grinch Night. Yeah, despite never mentioning Halloween. If anyone has seen Halloween is Grinch Night, I would love to know your thoughts on what this thing is about. Uh, find us on, on threads, uh, Lifetime of Hallmark podcast. Way in. Just remember, like, when you watch it, it's 25 minutes long. Not a pumpkin to be found. No. Or a mask or candy. Or a little What's handheld weird? pocket mirror. Nothing. No, what's weird is sometimes you, you have some kind of conversation like this and you don't think that anybody else is thinking about it, but they are. So like right now, someone, some other people somewhere are talking about this show and trying to figure it out. Yeah. They might not be recording it. Well, weigh in. Yeah. Weigh, weigh in. Let us know because I got nothing. We, we're, we understand you wherever you are. Yes. <laughs> we just don't understand this. Anybody got anything else? That's all I got. I think that's it. Well, if you want to get a hold of me and weigh in, <laughs> you can you can find me on my website, lovecurdalbear.com. Jason. You can uh, find all of us on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Lifetime of Hallmark Podcast. And please, wherever you listen to your podcast, go and give us five stars. It lets other people find the uh, podcast themselves, much like our listener, Samantha, who uh, reached out to me this weekend Hi, and talked about how she loves the podcast. Uh, and she she wants to, to come on sometime, so I would love to have her on. Hi, Samantha. Yeah. Speaking of the podcast, guess who I saw today? I saw friend of the podcast, Meredith Thomas. Oh, good. Cool. Hopefully we can talk to her soon. Uh, and you can find me on Facebook, Instagram, and threads at Big Shot Jason. Kurt. Uh, well, my Philly friend shows are over. So what am I doing? Nothing. No, I, I guess you could still listen to my other, the, the movie podcast episodes I did, like the uh, the f shelf shedding movie podcast with our friend Jason Debray and the rank and rule podcast, I think it was called. I should have prepared this. 
Anyway, that's what I'm up to. And since we're hawking um, podcast appearances, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was a guest on our friend uh, reality. Our friend Kate Casey, who's yeah. been on, I was a guest on the Reality Life with Kate Casey, so give that a listen too. Love that. And that, and that's it. Make All it right. make sense, people. Make it make <laughs> sense. <laughs> so put us in this position again. Yeah. I'm talking to the creators. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.